Good morning, everyone. Now, um, well, it might not be good morning for you. When I'm recording this, it's it's a morning, so I just say good morning. I've got another really, really good episode for you. Now, this one's been recorded back in December, and is with certain someone. Um, let's call him a cowboy. I'll call him a cowboy. Is um. Yeah, he's he's got the spirit of the cowboy. Cowboy, I'll tell you that, and the energy. Um, originally he's from Canada, and he was pretty much telling his story for the last few years. And you know, the the hidden effects of marijuana that you probably won't really hear in public, and you know, the good side as well. Because uh, you know, I'm not gonna stand here and say, listen, you need to. A body shoulder marijuana, you know, there's nothing good to it. Um, I think it's a really, really good, um, a good recording. By the way, it's in two parts. So today there'll be part one, and then tomorrow part two, because now I'm doing only half an hour. Um, but yeah, have a listen. Um, he is a really, really great storyteller, and I think you, you know, I was, I pretty much wasn't even talking. I just let him talk, and because he. It's no point. I mean, when you meet a person like that, it's just, it's just. I just like to sit down and listen because it's just, you know, I'm, I'm still an ape and I'm doing this for, for a while now. But um, yeah, enough of me talking here. I'll um, pass you over to, the Canadian cowboy, and I hope you enjoy. And as always, let me know what you think. Mailbox info to myleshjoin dot com, or um, use our socials. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you soon. I, I saw a couple of things there and, and certainly, um, you know, you know, it's been, I think I'm at 155. I do this with Siri every so often. I go, how many days has it been since July 5th? Okay. And, um, I think I'm at 155 where I have, I, I've had a couple little relapses, but as far as me throwing away my stash, mm-hmm. which I would have never done never had done. I got to a point there where, um, I was smoking so much and, uh, it was putting me in a spot where I was, I was mentally, um, I was a slave and, uh, I'd never really, really been down that road before. I'd smoked a lot of weed back in the day, but I, I do believe that the legal weed is much, much more powerful than the stuff we, we used to get. I mean, how long you've been smoking there for? How long did you smoke for there, Anzi? I mean, I started when I was about 20, and then it wasn't really a big, I mean, I'll say issue. I wasn't really smoking like every day until I was probably 23, 24. And then I had about four years of intense every day. And then, then, you know, I decided to quit and that took me about four years. And yeah, I've been sober now for two years. So very good. Yeah. It's been it's been a ride and a ride and a ride, but dead. Yeah, it's um, it, it, you know, I got to it. The lockdowns really changed everything. I found. Mm-hmm. I don't think that had 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 the lockdowns, um, not happened. I don't know. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that could have happened. Yeah, but um, legalization. Well, I'd been, you know, it's funny. I was. I, I kind of was saying this to myself as I was really smoking a lot during the summertime in the spring. 
I, I had I, I was looking for the the old midi is what we used to call it middle grade weed you know just fucking weed you know, and this good old smoke yeah, yeah none of this stuff that just blows your brains out in the sense that you're just smoking like crazy mm-hmm. uh, you know three puffs and you're just out to lunch yeah. and I just wanted the kind of stuff that was just and I was saying that and at, the, at and I guess that might have been looking back now that was my way of saying Jesus you're really smoking some powerful stuff here. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but in Canada, um, in 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 Canada, when legalization took place in in twenty fifth in twenty eighteen, late twenty eighteen, October actually to be precise, and before that, in the rest of Canada, um, there was this um, sort of movement uh, to legalized medicinal marijuana in parts of the country, especially in British Columbia on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And the government was sort of turning a blind eye to it. And, you know, it, it wasn't decriminalized in the rest of the country. You could still be arrested for having certain quantities and such. So there was that sort of moral hazard before legalization that you can only get so much weed because you can only hook up with your dealers so often and and so on and so forth. And then in 2015, I found a really good source from British Columbia where you could order it online and have it mailed to you, you know. And basically in mid-2015, I started getting really high quality weed, like Amsterdam quality, uh, White Widow, hybrids, you know, good stuff. And I think that's when things began to you know, take a turn for me where I was having a hard time coping with my anxiety which is what, what one of the reasons why I was using pot was I found that it, it, it chilled me out. It was something that I could look forward to at the end of the day. It was sort of a little carrot to what, you know, was going on with all the stuff that I had to do every day. And, you know, previous to 2015, I was, you know, by a half quarter or a quarter from my guy there every couple of months. And, you know, I'd roll up a little spliff with some tobacco in it, you know, good times. But once I got my hands on this medicinal stuff, it was a different story altogether. And it was very, very strong and very, very, you know, good weed. I mean, it was the kind of stuff that if you remember every so often you come across a really cool bag, you know, sometimes your buddy would have a really, you know, good connection, a cool guy or whatever. And it was like, wow, this stuff's really good. And, and it was always like that. So I became quite spoiled and then legalization came and and then it was like, hey, fuck, let's go. And you could have that stuff mailed to your door by the government. And that was fine. You know, my wife and I would smoke and the kids would be asleep. And we kind of liked it, you know, because it was cool and movies and Netflix and all that stuff, fun stuff. And then, um, you know, we, we sort of maintained that lifestyle, I'd say, for about three years of just, mm-hmm. you know, weekends, Thursday night, Friday night. And then for me, you know, I was really smoking quite a bit. I was smoking every day um, uh, in one shape, way, or form, whether it was a good old-fashioned roach from the night before uh, or just rolling up another, you know, another good kicker. And and then when, you know, COVID hit, uh, I actually became quite sick with COVID early on in the pandemic in 2020 of March. And... 
I hadn't been smoking for a little bit. I had taken a little bit of a tolerance break at that point there just because I was starting a new job. I was traveling down to the United States. I didn't want to run into that sort of trouble uh, because the Americans still take a pretty you know, puritanical view, sort of backward view towards pot at the federal level. And so you didn't want to be running into that. I worked for a very conservative company that, you know, does not smoke pot. You know, they're more of a, you know, whiskey soda crowd. And, um, you know, I'd taken a break. And I think that break actually helped me because had I been smoking at the time, I probably would have been really, really in trouble as far as, because I got really sick with COVID. I was coughing for a good month. And I recovered from that. And in the spring, we were locked down. And I had said to myself, you know what, let's start smoking again. Like, what the fuck? I got nowhere to be, you know? And um, I was smoking probably about a good couple joints a day in the evening. Basically come five o'clock, you know, once work was done, I was smoking. And this went on. And this kept going and on and on. And I was having terrible dark thoughts, suicide, and uh, just being out of control and not being able to um, manage. And, you know, I was, I was smoking more and more. And, you know, my wife was smoking with me at the time, and I think it was in February of 2021 where she sort of, to me, you know what? I don't want to smoke anymore. I want to cut back. I don't like what it's doing to me. I'm getting paranoid. I'm worrying too much. I'm getting anxious. And I remember her saying it to me. She was in the shower and we were, you know, both pretty high. And I was like, ah, you just, you're paranoid. And she goes, no, I don't like it. I don't like waking up hazy. I don't, you know. And so she, she stopped smoking. She smoked a couple more times with me, and then she got very upset with me because she said, I don't like it when you force me. You feel like you're forcing me to smoke. And that was tough. You know, I, I sort of was like, what's going on here? But I was so stoned all the time. Basically, when I wasn't working, I was stoned. And I was stoned around the kids. Um, we moved through the spring of 2021, and I was going through, I'd say, a bag about a bag every two weeks you know, of good high quality stuff. And I was smoking solo, um, not with the neighbors, you know, I mean, it was quarantine, you know, I locked down. So I was moving through the week and, um, it was, it was tough, you know, I mean, there were times where I ran out because I wasn't even figuring out how to, what do you call it? Time out my, uh, my, uh, my deliveries. And so I was scraping the fucking grinder and all that shit, putting joints together and Jones in and fuck out of control. And it was in the summertime where I really ramped it up. And one of the things there, Enzi, was I put a lot of emphasis on the vaccinations. And I don't know what kind of views you hold on vaccines and such, but I put a lot of emphasis on that being sort of like a milestone when things would become normal again. Uh-huh. And in May, I, uh, I, I, I ended up getting my first shot and then of AstraZeneca and it knocked me on my ass. Like the side effects were quite severe for a day or two. And then I started smoking again and, um, really, really, you know, in earnest at that point, they're kind of partying almost every evening, like genuinely partying. And it would be a fucking Tuesday night, like just, you know. 
no reason to party, you know, just, hey, Netflix and chill and let's fucking fire up a kicker. And and my wife wasn't smoking, like I said, and she really wasn't saying anything. She kind of let me do my old thing. And in the meantime, I was really having a hard time concentrating and focusing at work. I was having panic attacks um, because I'm in the furniture industry, kind of like the insanity that you're facing with with um, property sales. You know, demand went through the roof and supply ended up becoming quite tight. And I had a couple of tough customers that were really giving me a hard time. Um, and I didn't realize it at the time, but it was just, you know, it was killing me. I, I, my wife was like looking at me saying, are you doing your job here? Like, what the fuck? You know, like, and I'm a commissioned salesman, you know, it's all it's me or nothing. And I was losing my mind literally losing my mind and so every day i would have these micro mini panic attacks and we had these tariffs that hit us in the furniture industry here that affected about a good a good half of my business and it was very very stressful extremely um moments of helplessness at work where you could not finish what you were trying to start it was just bananas and i was smoking like a freaking i just going going really hard, rolling two or three joints a night. And, um, and then I got my second shot in July and that's when things, you know, this is your, this is your, 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 your podcast here, my last joint type thing. And, um, I got my appointment for my second vaccine and, um, I'd been smoking quite regularly. Actually, I picked up an extra bag just, you know, knowing that I would be going. And I, I started getting organized with weed and it was just exhausting me. You know, I was always thinking about smoking. When can I smoke? And, and you know, when I couldn't smoke, I was being really impatient with the kids. and Things weren't getting done at work. And I knew it. I, I, I could feel it. Like I could just sense that things were not out of control. And I was, I was drinking more too, which was, you know, it always, you know, was, you know, put me in a, in a worse position. I was eating like a maniac as well. Um, like you talk about, you know, like charcuterie at two o'clock in the morning, you know, I do a full platter, you know, just like a whole bed, you know, yeah. like figure it out. You're going to do munchies, do it all the way. Yeah. And I'd wake up and I just groan, you know, <laughs> like my, my belly would just be like, what the fuck did you do to me last night? And, you know, charcuterie and ice cream and, you know, chips and all that fun stuff. I put on about 20 pounds and mixing it in with good wine and liquor, porno, just, you know, bon vivant, you know, at least I thought so. And then lo and behold, um, I get my second vaccine and it's in uh, the beginning of July. And so that weekend was the Canada day weekend here in Canada. July 1st is our, our, you know, our Canada day or confederation day, call it what you want, but it's a national holiday. And this past year it happened to fall on a Thursday. And so the Friday was basically a day off for everybody. And it was a long holiday weekend, uh, the Saturday and the Sunday. And the weather was gorgeous. And so it is, you know, I mean, May 2-4 is really the, 
you know, Queen Victoria's birthday is really the beginning of summer, but July is the peak of summer in Canada. And because, you know, it's fucking snowing out here six months of the year, people really ramp it up as far as party times. And we had a pool in the back and hot tub. Things were just, you know, and I get my second vaccine and I actually can't stop smoking so much. I wake up, you know, the day after my vaccine and uh, it's a Saturday morning and I decide to, and I'd been waking and baking for about a couple months at that point there on the weekends, you know, like Saturday mornings, you know, I'd start it like, it became this little, little game where it would just start it, you know, Started smoking at two. Well, we'll start smoking at noon. We'll start smoking at 11. Next thing you know, I was like, oh, we're going to smoke at eight in the morning here. We'll just do what we got to do. And that morning I started at eight and I felt like shit. And just, you know, the, the vaccine was coursing through my veins. I was stoned. And the kids, my daughter said something to me, my oldest. I've got three small children. And we were having, uh, kind of a late lunch that day and uh, I stoned out of my tree but just kind of doing my thing and the kids were there and I used to smoke out in the garage and you know I just slip out to the garage type thing and I guess her and her friends had come over to the house and she's 11 you know and she said to me you know daddy uh, one of my friends said that the garage really really stank really smelled bad and my wife just kind of looked at me at the table and she goes that's your dad smoking pot and I I could feel it you know the shame you know and that kind of stuff and I was like ah it's not a big deal and she's looking at me right now my wife and she's just like unimpressed to say the least and then the weather turned of all things literally it was kind of like you know a metaphor a great metaphor, but uh, um, we get these storms that come in from time to time in the, in, the, in the summertime that just roll through. And you really can't go outside because it gets to be torrential out there. And it's very humid as well. So we all were in the house and it was about three o'clock. And I decided to go and smoke another joint. And I could tell that it was just, this is not cool. Like, this is no longer fun. And I'd been having that feeling for a while. Like, fuck, this is like a job, man. Like, I'm, I'm not enjoying this anymore. And, and this had been building up for a while. And I'd been wanting to quit. And I'd always struggled with it to the point where I would just, you know, I'd quit for a couple of days. And then, you know, you try to take tolerance breaks during the week. Cut back. You always go back. And... That Saturday, we were watching television and I was stoned out of my tree and I had my legs, I was sitting on the couch and I was sitting kind of like a diplomat sits, you know, with your legs crossed, you know, over your knee and I was sitting there and I ended up passing out because I was so fucking stoned and I had a couple beers in me too and I must have laid there for probably a good three hours in that position. And when I, you know, the kids woke me up after the movie and they were like, daddy's passed out, you know, and I got up and like I said, I was all groggy from the vaccine still and stoned. And then I went to get up and my back was wrenched. I had hurt something. I had stayed in that position for so long that it had, you know, I really hurt my back at this point. 
and I just felt really upset with myself. And I had hurt my back about 20 years ago when I worked for a brewery and I lifted a keg and it basically, you know, put me out of work for two years. And it's always been one of those things in my head where this is bad. Uh, I can't have my mobility compromised as the job that I have, you know, that takes me out of the, out of the marketplace. And so I had a bad back. I was stoned out of my fucking tree. It was like Saturday evening. I was miserable in my head. And I was like, I'm going to fucking kill myself. This is awful. I'm going to hang myself from the fucking, you know, from the, the, the rafters downstairs. And I had been thinking about it and I had been playing. And I knew that that was it. Like that was like that crystallization there where I was like, this is out of fucking control. Mm-hmm. And yet the next day, uh, that night, actually, uh, I remember Saturday night, I was like, okay, I'm going to smoke another joint. And the weather had gotten better. And I was rolling one down downstairs. And I, I had it down where I could roll really good joints within about 30 seconds. And the kids were running around the house. And it was getting to be supper time. And I could hear my youngest, who the room I'm in right now, I could hear asking for daddy, daddy. And I knew that she was, you know, like when your daughter's calling for you, you fucking go. But I kept rolling. And I remember coming upstairs and I felt ashamed that I hadn't gone to her right away. She was like, where were you, daddy? I was looking for you. And I felt very, very sad at that point there. And yet I still went out to the garage and I smoked it. And I remember smoking it like in a way where I was just hauling it down as much as I could, because I knew that this would be it, that I would either, you know, keep going or this would be my last joint. And then uh, I came back in, I collapsed on the fucking couch and I hung out with her for a little bit. And she was just kind of hanging there with me. And I, I realized this is fucked up. This is not what I want to do. This is, I'm abusing this right now. And I remember this old Rastafarian guy I met once when I was smoking back in university and he is this guy who came by our my buddy's place and this Rasta guy I was smoking all the time you know and and uh I mean this guy was just prolific for a couple of days there when he was sort of floating through town and um he goes you know it's 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 here by the by the you know the your god puts it on on the earth for you to smoke and enjoy but if you abuse it you know, you're no longer using it and you have to recognize when you're abusing it and use and abuse are the, you know, they're very, very close to each other with this. And I use this so I can get closer to where I need to be. And he was talking to me about the, you know, the Rasta sort of tradition and the ethos, call it what you will, the religion. And I didn't care. I just wanted to smoke pot, you know, whatever. But uh, I, I thought of that guy real quick, you know, where I was like, yeah, I'm abusing it now. This is not right. And so I woke, I went to bed that night and Shannon was already in bed. I was up late and I said, I think I'm going to stop smoking pot. And she goes, I've heard this before. And I'm like, no, I think I'm, I'm serious here. And she's like, and, uh, I go to bed, I wake up the next morning and I said, this is it. This is Sunday here. This is my last Sunday fun day. And I, uh, I smoked a joint that morning. That was the last joint I smoked. It was about 11 o'clock on the Sunday. 
and I was pretty much stoned all day. I had a couple beers, and the next morning I woke up very, very early, uh, probably around five o'clock in the morning. It was July 5th, and I was gathering up my stash at that point there. I said, I'm going to throw it out. I'm just going to fucking throw it all out. Everything. Everything's gone. Papers, stash, everything. And uh, my daughter happened to get up early that morning. And it was a Monday morning. And it was a holiday in the United States because of the July 4th holiday on the Sunday. So it was relatively quiet at work as I worked for an American company. Um, I remember going into my drawer of my filing cabinet where I kept everything and um, pulled out my, my, my rolling tray, everything, all my papers, and I brought it upstairs and, and I threw out all my cans, everything, all my jars, everything. And I made pur purposely try to like fuck it. Yeah, make sure it was dispersed into the trash so I wouldn't go feeding through it anymore and scraped out everything, cleaned the, cleaned the tray for the first time in like ever, all the resin. Uh, the only thing I kept was my little grinder, a little wooden grinder. And I just put that to one side and I said, you know what, I'll deal with that another time, but I'm throwing away my stash, my papers, my lighters, everything. And it was fucking miserable. Like for the next... I would say the next three weeks, I barely slept. Um, and the withdrawals were insane. Um, I had the oddest dreams, lucid, and things I hadn't thought of in years. Insomnia galore. Sweating probably every night, probably a good two, three t-shirts. My wife was a little skeptical at first, but she became quite supportive, as she could tell that I was trying to make an effort. And I had an insomnia plan. The Reddit thing there really helped out, you know, because the board really, you know, began to you know, give you support. Um, and I was working at the time. And then the first two weeks were the toughest, where I literally could not get through more than three, four hours of sleep at night. And then once that sort of hump of three weeks, um, things began to improve as far as my faculties. Uh, we ran into a very, very stressful time at work again in late July. And I ended up having to reach out to some of my customers who are pretty, you know, very crispy people, you know, um, uh, very businesslike. And I was having conversations with them that were very, very uh, not profound, but very focused, I found. And I remember getting off one call in particular and my, you know, we're working from home here and my wife is like, she goes, I heard you in there. I was good. And I was like, yeah, I'm so glad that I stopped smoking pot because I was able to like, you know, think and, you know, tell them things that were, you know, relevant and ask questions. And I happened to have picked up a book at the same time that was a good sales training book. And one of the tips that I got on Reddit was like, don't, uh, don't go on the screen at night, go read a book, you know, um, you know, or do some stretching or something or drink some water. Uh, and I did that and I read this book and it kind of helped me out. It became a little bit of like a, like a, 
sort of Bible for me at the time where I would go downstairs and I knew that I, at, at one point, and this went on for about another couple of weeks after that initial first three weeks, where I just knew that I was going to wake up and I'd wake up at three o'clock in the morning. So I would just go downstairs and read and then I, I'd go back to bed at four and, and I, I found myself being able to fall asleep easier. I wasn't drinking at the time. Uh, so I was, I was feeling really, really good. And, and, you know, someone called it pink clouding. I remember where, you know, all of a sudden the euphoria and such of all your, you know, um, experiences are coming back. And I, I began to think to myself, like, you know, what if, what have I done to myself here? So I called my doctor, doctor, and I explained what had happened and she said, well, you need therapy right off the top. Like what you're telling me, 35 years of daily use, you're going to have some issues. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm going to have some issues? And she goes, well, I don't know if, what part you don't remember, but marijuana is a mind altering substance, literally. I will rewire your brain over time. And I was like, ah, and she's like, no, no. I, she goes, you've been smoking for 35 years, you're probably looking at a good at least six months until we know what's going on with you, whether it was just the pot or if it was your brain. That's how severe. If you're telling me what you did is true, where you were smoking every day, especially for the past five years with medicinal grade pot, and she goes, you know as well as I do that that's not the same stuff that you were smoking before. She goes, you know, I don't know what to tell you, but you're going to need to, you're going to need to stay away from that for at least six months in order to figure out where you are as a person, because what you're telling me about suicidality and anxiety and all these other mental health issues, we, in the medical field, we don't quite know, Hey, is that the pot that was doing it to you? Or is that in your brain? Or is it a combination of both? So I was able to speak with a therapist and she basically concurred with the doctor and she said, yeah, yeah you know, you're going to need to stay away from that in your addictive uh, nature and your impulsive sort of wants and just sort of figure things out right now. And whether it's journaling, um, they ended up putting me on a, uh, uh, an anti-anxiety drug, which I was at first a little reluctant to because I didn't feel like trading one drug for another, but it was the best move because it did level me out in ways where I could, I could sense that I could focus and that, um, it allowed me to sort of have a, I don't want to say a crutch, but certainly a guardrail of sorts where I could, you know, just smoke a little, you know, in my mind, smoke a little bit, but not really smoke if that makes sense, because it was still the cravings were there every day early on and I would make little excuses. And then it was funny. I, I, um, I had, you know, I was going through my drawer and I found my grinder and this was about five weeks after, and I was on this anti-anxiety drug and I opened up the grinder because I hadn't even looked inside of it all this time. And it was full of weed just bushy weed, you know, just perfect to roll with a nice little pinner up. And I thought, fuck, let's do this. 
and I'm trying to put the kids to bed and I'm thinking to myself, we're going to party. Here we go. Rock and roll. You know, let's do this. And the kids are, and I could sense it. It was like going through my brain, you know, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to do, 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 do. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to uh, pause it here, and we're going to continue tomorrow, where there's going to be a part two. Now, if you're new to here, we're now doing only 30 minutes of podcast. Uh, it's more because of a uh, attention span, but really, I don't want to be doing this long hour, hour and a half, you know, recordings. I've decided I'm going to be doing 30 minutes from now on. Today is going to be a part two tomorrow. Um... I'm not sure about you, but I've listened to this recording about three times and I enjoyed so much. I mean, he's just a really, really good storyteller. And, you know, the things he's saying, I can relate to so much. And, you know, if he's someone smoking weed, I, I, I'm I, 100% sure that, he, you know, you'll be able to relate as well. So there's a part two tomorrow. And, um, yeah, thank you again for listening. If you don't mind, click, um, hit like, follow, subscribe. I don't know what app or directory you're on, but it will help us a lot. And um, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow over and out.